today on Transforming Lives. Today we want to share with you on God's transforming moment. We want to give you three basic principles on how to activate God's transforming moments in your life. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory in Alexandria, Virginia, a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making organization with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. If you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and would do according to all that is right in his sight and would give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will allow none of these diseases upon you which was brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. A story is told in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8 um, to 41 about a Shudamite woman. This woman lived in a city where Elisha the prophet visited often. She told her husband, let's build a room in addition to, into our home so that when the man of God comes, he can have somewhere to refresh himself. They built the room when Elijah came. She showed Elijah the room in her house. He was very grateful. He said to her, what should I do for you? She said, I'm okay. I don't need anything. Elijah 7 said to him that this woman is, uh, does not have a child and her husband is old. And so Elisha called her and prophesied over her and said unto her, next year at this time you shall have a son. Several years later, I mean, the, the following year, she had a son. Several years after, when the boy was young, he went to help his father in the field, and um, he became sick. So his father sent him to his mother, and after a while, he died. The mother put him, took him and put him in the prophet's room and told her husband to send her a chariot and a servant to go to the prophet. She got in the chariot and she said to the servant, go as fast as you can. Don't slow down for me. When she reached to the prophet, she went and held his feet and said to him, did I ask you for a son? Did I ask you to give me a son? And the Bible says that the prophet went back with her and saw that the son, her son was dead. He prayed over the son and the son came back to life. The Bible tells us that this woman experienced God's transforming moment. You can do the same if you apply the principles that I'm about to share with you today. We are continuing our series on God's unfailing love. The first time we minister, we told you that God loves you. We also shared the second message. We said that Jesus is the solution to every problem. Last time we ministered, we told you that you need to have a vision of a preferred future. Today, we want to share with you on God's transforming moment. We want to give you three basic principles on how to activate God's transforming moments in your life. Principle number one, have faith in God. 
The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is never derived from sympathy. Faith never comes through discussing your pains or your aches or your weaknesses or sickness and disease. Faith is born when you hear the word of God and receive it. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. If you will be delivered from the bondage of sickness and disease, then we must understand the part of God's word that teaches us about sickness and disease and uh, um, how to be delivered. The truth is Jesus wants every one of us to be healed. He wants all of us to experience deliverance and the power of God. Many people recognize the fact that of divine healing, that God will heal. But none of them, most of them do not understand, the, have the personal knowledge of Jesus as the Savior of the body. They see others who are healed, but they are not sure that God wants to heal them. They are waiting for some special revelation so that God can give them for, them to, for their particular case. You see, God has already made it clear in his words that he wants you to be healed. And because of that, God does not have to give you any other special revelation. God has already declared that he wants you to be healed, and he wants you healed. A careful study of the Bible will show that God wants all of his children well. God declares that he is the healer of his people. When God called the Israelites out of Egypt, he gave them a statue and an ordinance. The Bible tells us in Exodus chapter 15, he said, if you will diligently hear my voice, if you will do according to what is right in my sight, if you will keep my commandments and do them, if you will keep my statutes, then I will allow none of the sickness and disease upon you which was brought upon the Egyptians because I am the Lord who heals you. The Hebrew text about this passage says, I will permit none of the sickness and disease upon you. The covenant that God gave was repeated to the children of Israel after wandering in the desert for 40 years. All through the history of the Israelites, through sickness and disease and pestilence and, and trying times, when they repented and came back to God, through answers to their prayers, God delivered them and healed them. If God could heal the Israelites through answers to their prayers, how much more will God heal us now that Jesus has come, died on the cross, and delivered us from our sin and sickness and disease? The Bible tells us about Jesus, that great multitude follow him, and he healed them all. Christ proved through his healing ministry that he was God, the son of God. He proved his purpose on this eye because he said, the, the spirit of the Lord has come upon me in order to heal the brokenhearted. He proved that the will of God because he said in Hebrews that I come to do the will of God of God. Every time Jesus healed people, he did it out of compassion, out of love, and out of grace. Jesus, the Bible says, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
Jesus is the same. He demonstrated the same love that he did when he walked on the, on, on the face of the eye 2,000 years ago. Jesus healed people through compassion. Jesus ministered to people through the power of God that was upon his life. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 17, Wherefore, in all things, it was necessary that Jesus will make himself like his brothers, that he might be a merciful and compassionate and faithful high priest. The second principle that you need to understand in order to activate God's transforming movement in your life is that you need to know that Jesus is God's transforming agent. The Bible tells us a story uh, in the book of Acts about a woman who was a, a very generous uh, believer in the early church. The Bible says that this woman uh, uh, ministered to the needs of the saints. Her name was Darkus. The Bible tells us that, that, that uh, after a, a, a series of sickness in her life, she, she died. But then the, 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 the believers refused to allow her to be buried. They, they put her in a, in a room and then they sent for Peter, one of the disciples of Jesus. The Bible says when Peter came, he prayed over this woman and this woman was raised back to life. Jesus demonstrates to us that he wants you well. God's transforming moment is to change your life, heal your body, deliver your soul, and set you free so that you can have abundant life. During the idle ministry that Jesus was, he was moved with compassion. The Bible says he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion, and he healed them of all their sickness and all their diseases. He wants to do the same for you. He wants to minister unto you. He wants to transform your life. He wants to move in your heart. And if you are sick and shutting, if you, if you are going through a, a difficult situation in your life with sickness and disease, I'm here to let you know that Jesus Christ, the healer, wants to heal you and deliver you. In the scripture, the Bible says that, that Jesus was moved with compassion. The word compassion in the Hebrew, rakamon, means it's translated mercy. Uh, in the Greek, it is also translated mercy and compassion. The Bible tells us it is to be compassionate, to have a desire to, to, to meet a need. That word compassion in the English is made out of two words, common passion. That means to feel what the other person is feeling and to have the ability to help to change that situation. That's what Jesus has for us. He loves us and he has compassion to help you and to deliver you and to set you free. He wants to transform your life. The Bible tells us that Jesus not only healed, but he commissioned the disciples to heal also. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, the Bible says that he called his 12 disciples unto him and he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and disease. In verse 7 and 8, the Bible says he said to, to, to his disciples, go and preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, Raise the dead, cast out devils. 
Freely you receive, freely give. Jesus' words and, and, and message to us is to minister to the needs of people and heal and set them free. The Bible tells us also in, in uh, um, Luke chapter 10 that he said to his disciples, whatever city you go, receive whatever they gave unto you and, and whatever they set before you. And the, because the kingdom of heaven is uh, 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 um, at hand, tell them and then heal the sick that are there. You see, not only did Jesus gave it to his apostles, I mean, the, the commission to his apostles to heal the sick, but he did get it to every believer or everyone who have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. He said to the church, he said, these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents and scorpions. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. And they shall lay their hands on the sick, and they shall recover. God wants to heal you. If you are sick in your body, I have good news. God wants your life to be transformed. He wants you healed. He wants you delivered. He wants you set free. I, 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 I'm here to, to give you good news that you do not have to be sick or to remain sick in your body. You can believe. You can have faith in God. And trust that God can touch your life right now and heal your body and set you free. If you, if, if you are going through a difficult situation where you, 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 you are uh, experiencing depression or, 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 or you have a, a particular habit that, that is uh, a, a, an addiction, God can deliver you from demons' oppression. God can deliver you from that uh, um, depression. God can set you free. He's here to let you know that he can set you free. In James chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, the Bible says, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with all in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he had committed any sin, he shall be forgiven. You see, God is concerned about your total being. He wants you saved. He wants you healed. He wants you delivered. He wants you set free. He wants you to experience abundant life. God wants you to, Jesus wants you to experience all of God. Amen. He, he has never revoked his commission to, to the church. He has never revoked the commission to, to minister to, to people. Amen. Healing in answer to prayer of faith is the only way to experience God's grace and God's power in your life. You see, when Jesus was on this earth and when he, the church started, in the early church and even now, uh, the, there is a healing thread that is running throughout the, the age. Amen? The, the power of God is working in the lives of people. Hundreds and thousands of people have experienced the power of God and healing in their body through answers to prayer. You can be the same. You can experience the same. I'm here to let you know that God wants you healed. If you are sick in your body, you don't have to remain sick. You can believe God. You can trust God. You can experience the power of God in your life. You can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus wants you well. 
you can experience God's grace and God's power. The Bible tells us that healing is part of God's redemptive work. In Isaiah chapter 53, the Bible says, Surely Jesus bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. In Matthew chapter 8, the Bible says, When the evening was come, had come, they brought unto Jesus many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits by his words, and he healed everyone who was sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, Jesus himself took away our infirmities and bore our sickness and our disease. When Jesus came and he lived on this height, he died on the cross, the Bible says he was beaten, he was whipped, and by his stripes we are healed. In the atonement, in Jesus' sacrificial death, burial, and, and a, a, a resurrection, Jesus paid the price for your healing. You can experience healing for your body. You can experience it, and you can experience it now. It doesn't matter what sickness or what disease you are, are, are experiencing, whether it's cancer or diabetes or arthritis or, 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 or any, any kind of uh, um, tumor, Jesus can heal you. And I'm here to let you know that Jesus wants to heal you, and he wants to heal you now. You can believe. You can trust God. The Hebrew word that is rendered grief in Isaiah chapter 53 it may is translated as where sickness and disease. Amen. Also, the Bible says he was, he was beaten for us to be healed. The word bold in, in Matthew chapter 18, uh, Matthew chapter 8 verse 17 implies that Jesus was substituted for our sickness. You see, you are the one who was supposed to pay the penalty for sin, but Jesus came as your substitute and paid the penalty so that you can be saved, delivered, set free, and, and, and experience God's abounding life. You don't have to remain healed. He's here to transform your life. You can ex embrace Jesus right now. You can accept God's grace and God's power in your life, and you can experience healing and deliverance. You can experience it. The third principle concerning uh, 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 um, experiencing God's transforming a, a, a moment in your life is that healing is our promise provision. There is a story of Dodie Austin, the, the mother of Joel Austin. The, uh, uh, the story t is told that in 1990, this woman was diagnosed with uh, cancer and she was given up to die. She and her family, along with friends, prayed to God for her to be healed. She confessed the word of God and the promises of God concerning healing as found in, in the Bible daily over her life. She was miraculously healed. More than 38 years after, this woman is still strong and healthy. God's healing power is at work. God's healing power is at work, and God wants you to be healed, to be delivered, to be set free. We've heard stories after stories of people who have been healed and delivered and set free. And I'm here to give you good news that God wants you 
well. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, the Bible says sickness and disease is a part of the curse of the law. But in Galatians chapter 3 verse 13, the Bible declared that Jesus Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Sickness and disease are connected throughout the scripture. And, and, and when, when, whenever there, there is sin and, and sickness and disease, God deals with both of them. In Psalm chapter 103, the, the psalmist David said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. And then David began to enumerate the benefits that God has provided for everyone who is a child of God or everyone who will reach out to God for hope and for life. He said, God has forgiven all of our iniquities. God has healed all of our diseases. God has redeemed our life from destruction. God has crowned us with loving kindness and tender mercy. And God has satisfied our mouths with good things so that our youth uh, uh, are renewed like the eagle. God is faithful and he has given us benefits that we can enjoy. We can experience healing for the body salvation for our soul, provision for our need. God wants to give us abundant life, and you can experience what all that God has for you. Both sickness, I mean sin and sickness, is part of Jesus' redemptive power. He, he redeemed us so that we do not have to ex go uh, experience, uh, um, continue to live in sin, and we do not have to continue to be sick in our bodies. Jesus paid the price for your sickness, and he paid the price for your sin. You can experience God's grace and God's power. God is no respecter of person. The Bible says in James chapter 5, verse 14, it's any sick. He didn't say if some sick. He said it's any sick. Call the elders, let them pray the prayer of faith. And the, the, the prayer of faith will heal the sick. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, he said, ask and it shall be given. In John 14, 14, he said, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. In Mark eleven twenty four, 24, he said, whatever you desire when you pray, believe that you have received it and you shall have it. Healing is part of God's grace for you and for me. And we can experience it. We can receive it. We can get it. We can allow God to work in our lives. It is part of God's will for us. The Father has promised that he would do it for our life. If you're sick in your body, I want you to agree with me right now. I want to pray for you. I want to pray God's grace and God's power upon your life. And I'm going to believe God with you that God will touch your body and heal your body. And when that happens, we want you to write us and let us know and so that we can rejoice with you in your testimony. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up your, your people before you. I come against sickness and disease. I bind the works of darkness. I command it, loose that in the name of Jesus. Every foul demonic oppression, I command you, loose your hold over their lives. I speak health over them. I command cancer, go. I command arthritis, go. 
in the name of Jesus. I command you to be healed in the name of Jesus. Every sickness and every disease, whatever the name is, I command it well right now by the power of God. Jesus wants you well. And he paid the price so that you can be healed and be delivered. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. We are out of time right now. Pastor Liz and I will be right back with a very important message. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. But your sins are separating you from God's abundant life. Therefore, he has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins so that you can experience forgiveness of sins and redemption from death and destruction. If you will accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you shall be saved and enjoy God's abundant life. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. Please write or email us at Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory, 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia, 22309, or admin at Bethelva.com. We encourage you to join a good Bible-believing church so that you can serve the Lord with other believers. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services on Sunday morning at 11 a.m., our contemporary worship service, on Wednesday night at 8 p.m., our Bible study, and on Friday at 8 p.m. at our intercessory prayer meeting. Thank you for joining us, and God bless you. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship. Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible study, and Friday at 8 p.m. intercessory prayer. For more information about Bethel City of Glory and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at BethelCityOfGlory.org or email us at admin at Bethelva.com. Mm -hmm.